Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Past Their Prime podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Cammie. And that's it. So, Cammie, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing well. So, there's some big news in the video game world. Yeah. couple things. So, I'm going to let you pick your poison. Do you want to talk about Hogwarts Legacy, or do you want to talk about the other one? Tears of the Kingdom? Uh, let's see. Let's start with Hogwarts Legacy, because um, I'm trying to avoid all topics about Tears of the Kingdom right now, so okay. I, I'll definitely know a lot more than Hogwarts Legacy. So you bought, well, I bought you Hogwarts Legacy, what, two days ago now? Uh, you got me it on day one, like day one. the launch date. So it's so the 13th, and it came yeah. out on the 10th. Yeah. So how many hours do you think you have into it right now? I think I have probably a good 10 hours. Nice. Probably more. <laughs> I think I read that the campaign is around 20 hours, so you have plenty of... Oh, but I've also been like just fooling around. I haven't been focusing much on the campaign. Did you get your broom yet? Uh, I did my first broom class, but I don't have it like to go freely around yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are your general thoughts on the game so far? So far, I'm just shocked at how much detail it's in it in it all and it pays homage to both the movies and the books which i thought was really cool and you never played any harry potter games in the past right like you never played like order of the phoenix uh, does or... lego harry potter count? <laughs> uh, i'll count that do you get the one around of hogwarts in lego harry potter yeah but again it's lego harry potter <laughs> i think i still have that so what's your favorite part of the game so far um well i didn't get to the point where i'm most excited about which is the magical creatures mm. Uh, mostly because I'm a sucker for animals in the real world. That's true. And the magical creatures, like, the lore that is behind, well, like, the world itself is obviously really huge, but just, like, the lore behind the many hundreds of animals that exist in the wizarding world itself is also insane. Hmm. Um, and I'm excited to get to that part because, um, there's a whole poaching story, too, where In the game? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> But again, it was advertised that that was going to be part of it. Um, but there's like a whole anti-poaching thing. And it's something that I'm looking forward to it because you get to like um, rescue different types of animals. And not only that, but you also get to keep animals in like the room of requirement, mm-hmm. which is pretty. I saw that. I saw my friend playing it. So I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about all the controversy surrounding this game. Yeah. So did that factor in? you at all when you were thinking about buying the game so i it is like a big thing too because like i am supportive of the lgbt and like trans rights but it does it like did take a little bit of a toll on like trying to see like should i support it should i not but when you think about it like i hate to say it but capitalism is like full of um stuff like that Mm -hmm. in general like, you can't go to the supermarket without buying a banana that had child labor with it. Yeah. You know, it's like one of the downfalls of capitalism that, and I hate to go on like a anti-capitalistic rant here. I think Chris isn't here. He would go crazy. Oh, no. Like, my views on capitalism, down well, with capitalism. So, so, yeah. So, that's the least <laughs> radical thing I think we've heard in this podcast so far. But what I wanted to say about it is that if there is, regardless of what the creator and the owner of the ip of harry potter does or says or whatever they do harry potter has meant a lot to a lot of different people i wasn't the biggest fan of harry potter but i know a lot of people where it was a monumental had a monumental impact on their childhood and 
the movies were awesome. They loved the books. They loved the movies. They played the old school GameCube games that had three pixels. And it meant a lot to them. And to let one person and their backwards view on something affect a game that thousands of people have worked on at Avalanche Studios. And to just, you know, if you don't want to buy it, that's one thing. But if you're going to, you know, harass people for trying to enjoy something that made their childhood special, I think that's just narcissistic and 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 wrong yeah i i agree with that sentiment um so i was introduced to harry potter when i was in third grade i had just moved to um, long island Mm -hmm. and i was being bullied for being new and all of a sudden you know the librarian hands me this book and it's about this boy who's placed in a whole new world that he never experienced Mm. and it, you know, it made me feel, you know, I hate to sound corny, but it really did make me feel safe and not alone mm-hmm. because, you know, um, I was 10 years old. I was not even 10 years old. I was nine years old Younger, when we moved. Yeah. And uh, just like having that background and like just knowing that like, uh, you know, when I get into like books and TV shows and movies, I really like my imagination is crazy and I'm able to like place myself there. I think that's why everybody loved the book so much. Yeah, because like it was just so much detail to it. You can get so much into like the lore and build your own stories upon mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, J.K. Rowling is J.K. Rowling. We can't really affect her views, but like, she is like at this point, Harry Potter and the Wizarding World has grown so much above from what she has done. Oh yeah, like I mean, all she's done contributed is building the world and the characters but when you think about it a lot of the view of hogwarts everything about the movies and the characters and how things are viewed were done by the movies so the perception of the wizarding world over in orlando and the view of the castle and everything in the movies was based off the art direction of the people and obviously it was signed off by her but you know Everyone has their own view and interpretation of it. But what we got in Hogwarts Legacy is very much from the talented people who worked on the movies. Yeah, and we have an outright trans character inside the storyline. Yeah, and people will complain about that. But what I wanted to move to is more the gameplay side of it. So you're big in Breath of the Wild and the Zelda games. So what's your view on this game? It took you a little bit to get used to it because you're used to the Switch controls and you're playing on a PS5. So how are the controls? How's the gameplay feel? Give us a little bit of that because I haven't played it yet. Uh, so it was definitely a big learning curve for me because, like you said, I'm so used to the Switch and the buttons are different. And then also there's, um, you know, the controls itself is similar, but the buttons rotate. So typically on the Switch, your far right is your X. So it's the one that you select yeah. everything. But on the PS5, it's the bottom one. Mm. And I keep X and, and then the to go back is the one on the right. Mm. Which kind of makes sense now that I think about it, the PS5. <laughs> but I think it's um, the same way on the Xbox controller, I think. Yeah. So like it was a huge curve for me and you know, you like I remember when you tried to make me play Assassin's Creed. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that was traumatic for me. It was very like but I had that difficulty because of the controller and I was like, What what am I doing? So gameplay wise, how does it feel besides the controller? Uh, Gameplay-wise, it's really, really smooth. And like I said, there is a learning curve, even with the dueling system and like the fights. You saw me struggle a lot Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning. But once you get it down, it's so fun. Is there any way a game that you would compare it to? Is it similar to Assassin's Creed in a way? 
Um, I don't think I played enough Assassin's Creed to make that comparison. Mm. Um, but just on, I think there's a fight going on outside. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> I was dealing with that when I was filming my video for 52 weeks. But anyway, so combat. Uh, combat is like really smooth, and the cool thing about it, like, it may sound like it's repetitive, just like clicking the buttons over and over again. Mm-hmm. But each uh each battle that you confront. Or at least, like, maybe because I'm still in, like, the beginning stages. Builds up, up, up on each other. So you get tougher and tougher. Mm. And then, like, when you feel even slightly more confident, like, yeah, I could do this. It gets tougher again. It gets tougher. Something that I haven't really done a lot of research. I've just seen people playing it. Is there an upgrade system to it? Like, do you upgrade your wand? Do you upgrade your character's traits? How does that work? Um. So, uh, spoilers. So if you don't want to let's hear spoilers about it, you click ahead for a few minutes um we have so in the you can see ancient magic in the game Mm -hmm. and once you get to a certain point uh it's told to you like oh you because you have ancient magic you have these abilities and you have like these talent coins and based on those talent coins you can purchase you can upgrade the spells like uh one of the things that i got is that whenever i uh, do incendio like a fire circle just surrounds mm. me and it kills multiple memory um, enemies at a time i feel like they could have come up with a better name than talent coins <laughs> it's not talent coins it's just like talent something mm. um, more magical than talent <laughs> coins talent tokens I, I don't know what the exact name is customization how does that feel uh so <laughs> here's the thing within like the armors that you can get you there's like certain upgrades with the armors, but the armors are just like the most random shit. Hmm. There's a straw hat. You showed me like the video where it had the like eyes, the guy, the, eyes. the eyes. But those things like they improve your like um, defense and offense by so much that like in cutscenes like you'll take looking awkward. Oh, just so you can get through those. Boosted. Yeah. So what? Uh, what house are you? Um, so I chose Gryffindor. So you're a basic bitch. You're basic Gryffindor. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I, when I was younger, I used to think I was Ravenclaw because mm. that's what I got. But then after I got into college, I took the test again and then I got Hufflepuff. Uh-oh. And I'm like, wait, that can't be it. So then I took it again and then I got Gryffindor. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So then I just, I actually did a trial and error where like I use like a fake email generator and I did the test, like, multiple times over and over again. I think I did a total of ten times. And I was still flit, uh, split Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. You're a Gryffindor. I'm a Gryffindor. 10,000 points to Gryffindor. Um, and then I... So then I was like, you know what? I think I identify more as a Hufflepuff. But then there was one Halloween that I wanted to... Uh, you know, like, I was making money. I was like, you know what? I could splurge on this. So I bought the robe, but when I went to the store, they just had Gryffindor. Mm. So again, I'm Gryffindor because of capitalism. Nice. Very nice. So what's your favorite part of the game so far? Um, I, th- I definitely like the spells. Mm. Um, because again, Harry Potter, like that whole world has like such a strong array of spells. And you're never bored with the spells that you have to use. So it's not like you're always using Expelliarmus, 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 which is something that happened in the movie. Like that oh, was yeah. the only spell that Harry Potter well, knew. <laughs> how many um, spells have you used so far in the game i think i learned maybe half of them like 10 of them okay yeah i think there's 20 right yeah what's your favorite spell 
I like incendio. Incendio. Like setting, fire. Yeah, setting stuff on fire is fun. So, what else do you want to talk about Harry Potter? What else about the game that we haven't talked about so far? We talked about gameplay. We talked about customization. We talked about the spells. Oh, another fun thing that like I just realized, I just got to that point now, is that you could customize the room of requirement. Hmm. And I didn't expect that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> like maybe it's because like I didn't. I was trying to avoid the. Um, Kind of like what I'm doing with Tears of the Kingdom now is like avoid too much promotional stuff about it. Yeah. Um, but like it was like a nice surprise that I was able to do the customizations on the room itself and like make it more to you. Like not only just putting like the potions table and the um, like a garden in yeah. there, but you can also change the floors, the paneling. Uh, you can add in art in there and mm. the rugs. So, what would you rate the game so far? So far, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Room okay. for growth. Room for growth. So, maybe it'll be interesting to see what they do for DLC. And I know me and my friends were very hesitant about this game when it first came out. Because Avalanche Studios' track record with games wasn't... It wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything extraordinary. They did Cars 3 was their last game that they did. They did all the Disney Infinity games with the little toys. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. And now they seems like they kind of you know blew it out of the water for this really open world, in-depth Harry Potter game, which I don't think anyone was really expecting it to be good. Well, don't write record. off Disney Infinity. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but, you know. Because, like, the thing about, like, Disney Infinity is, like, it's such has this huge IP, you know, and it incorporated many things. So it wasn't just, like, Pixar, but it was basically all of Disney IP. True, but it was a kid's game. And this is a kid's game as well, but it's it's... Much more, I think, than a kid's game. I think there's probably more adults playing this game than there are kids. So, yeah, like, you pointed it out, too, that you start off as a fifth year, which yeah. is different than, like, you would normally do as an 11th, as a, you know, as a first year, you're basically 11 years old. Yeah. And, um, what was I going to say? I was trying to try. <laughs> well, I think one thing I wanted to mention about this game before we jump over to Zelda was that, regardless of the politics of it or what people think about the owner and all that stuff, is that, like... There's not really any regardless, but it's one annoying thing has been that I guess there's certain subreddits on Reddit that are already spoiling the end of the game. So if you have spoilers, just be aware because they're floating around because people are just very against this game and very against people playing it. But I don't think that really matters because people it broke the stream record, the most stream record, and I'm sure it's going to break a bunch of sales. So. I'd say if it makes you happy and you enjoy it, play it. And I'm certainly going to play it. I know all my friends have been playing it. I know the without spoiling anything, the game really did start off with a bang, which was the most <laughs> hilarious thing. I know you were shocked by that. My friends were like, holy shit, because it was a really awesome start to the game. Yeah. But uh, any other thoughts before we move on to Zelda? No, like the game was, like the beginning of the game was really cool. And I pointed out to you, like about who was pulling the carriage yep. and then like what it represents. Yeah. I was like, oh, something's going to happen. Yeah. And then it happened. And then it happened. Yeah. That's cool. So I can't wait to start, but I got to wait until you, uh, until you beat it. And I also got to beat Ragnarok because I just got a <laughs> PS5. So I have to, I have a, my, my work cut out for me when it comes to games. So yeah, luckily for you, I have off next week. So Uh-oh. I can catch up. You'll probably beat it before then. So you'll probably beat Ragnarok before then too. So. I want to switch gears a little bit, and I want to talk about Tears of the Kingdom. That's what it's called, right? Yes. I know nothing about Zelda. i got to play Breath of the Wild at some point. But the trailer just dropped. What are your thoughts on the trailer? Holy shit, Ganon has a voice. (laughs) Ganon has a voice. You aren't convinced yet 
But I'm like, yeah, that sounds about what I would expect. You know, like, at first, like, I was like, this is a typical anime villain. But yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, that's what... <laughs> that's <laughs> what Ganondorf is, right? Yeah. Um, so Ganondorf, ha- Ganondorf has a voice. But, like, my favorite thing about it is we were all worried, of, like, or at least me, I was worried about how they were going to deal with the enemies. Mm. Because, you know, after a while, Breath of the Wild, you know how to beat these enemies so quickly. So what's going to be the change between them? And right off the bat in this trailer, you see that the enemies got stronger. Mm. So that means that they will probably have more abilities and more stuff that you have to overcome. And another thing that I was worried about is the world itself. Yeah. Because, you know, Breath of the Wild, obviously, it was so in-depth with Hyrule that it kind of seems like there's no place to go. Yeah. But this, again, this kind of showed that there is a change in the environment. Yeah, so the uh, the they have like the sky, the sky area, and then they might be having like an underground area, right? Yeah. Um, from what I've seen, they haven't released that much stuff about the underground area aside from the cutscenes, mm. which is presumably like right at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Because the last game ended off with, and it's been seven years, so I don't think you need a spoiler. <laughs> nah, I think yeah, it's fine. Um, it ends off with like Zelda saying, "Oh, there's something wrong with Varuta, which is one of the divine beasts that you freed." Hmm. And you guys leave off checking o- going over to see what was going on. So that's where the game cuts. Oh, uh, okay. Um and then this one you go around like presumably going underground to check what's going on and then something happens, you wake up Ganondorf yeah, and everything's fucked. Everything's fucked. Yeah, I think the the look for Ganondorf is really wicked and 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 sick looking, and because uh, he's like a skeleton or whatever. And I wonder if that. And I think we were talking about this the other day. I wonder if this means that like he's gonna slowly regain like his skin, and or if he's just gonna kind of be like the zombie creature the whole time. I kind of wish that he goes with the zombie creature, but it just like gets stronger as you progress. Yeah. So it's not like he like has his old flashback, but. His power just grows stronger and stronger. Yeah, so it should be interesting. I think, for me, I watched Breath of the Wild, and it was just like, it seemed like it got a little much, because it feels like you had four boss battles with him at the end of the game, where he just kept turning into, like, a flying pig, and then a super pig, and then a super <laughs> dead pig with glowing eyes. And it was well, like that's a- the thing, like, uh, in past games, that just what that's just what happens. Like, in Wind Waker, for example... You start off with Puppet Ganon, mm. and then you start you do like a weird sword fight thing with him, until until like you get to the final cutscene, and like the same thing happens with Twilight Princess. Yeah. Twilight Princess first you're fighting Puppet Zelda, and then you fight the boar, and then you finally fight Ganon on the field, and then after the field, after you have like a whole horse chase with him, that's when you fight like have the sword fight. Yeah. So there's always levels to the battle with Ganon and Ganondorf. I think Demise was the coolest looking villain. Oh my His god. Big flowy hair. <laughs> well, like Skyward Sword is already my favorite game, mm. which is hard to say. Yeah. But Demi- like the villain Demise and then Girahim, they they were great. The music behind Skyward Sword is also just ugh. Yeah, you're the only person that talks about Zelda because Chris hates it. I don't think Cole really knows anything about it. And uh, everyone's been playing Hogwarts Legacy. Chris was playing it. Cole hates Harry Potter, so he wasn't. Dallas was playing it. And then I think Mason might have been playing it. But a lot of people have been playing it. But when it comes to Zelda, Chris has this funny token where it's just like, Nintendo has been releasing the same games for 40 years. So it's kind of... <laughs> well, I mean, that same thing happens with Mario and Kirby and... Yeah, so Nintendo just releases the same IP <laughs> over and over and over again. So. so also another thing that we saw in the trailer for Tears of the Kingdom is it seems like there's going to be 
a pretty robust crafting sort of system. Yeah, so the there was many vehicles that came around, the hot air balloon, the car, the glider. The link car. The link car, link yes. Linkmobile. <laughs> the Lincolnator. I don't know. That's a good one, Lincolnator. Lincolnator. Anyway, continue. Um, and it seems like they're all centered around like a certain battery. Mm. And it seems like you there was like a place that had arms in it where like Link was like, what the fuck is going on? Um... And I think that part is going to be, like you said, like you're going to be able to craft the vehicle. So it's not like you're mm. going to have a car the whole time. But then again, that also worries me. Like, what's going to happen with the horse mechanic? Because I love riding the horse. It's definitely going to be there because it was in the trailer. Yeah. It just probably won't be able to take the horses to uh, space. But so. like, see, that thing happened too with um, the horse mechanic uh, after the DLCs were released. Mm. And the prize for winning the DLC is you get a divine beast. Hmm. And um, the divine beast is the motorcycle. Uh, so once you get the motorcycle, there's no point in using the horses anymore because yeah. they're so much faster and easier to get around high road. Well, the video of that car didn't look like it went too fast. So <laughs> That's true, too. So I'll have to say. But uh, I feel like there's definitely going to have to be an element of terraforming to like the, the base map because obviously Hyrule Castle, if you haven't seen the trailer, is being floated towards the sky and you can see rocks falling so there's definitely i think going to be an element of terraforming uh probably be the general same general map but there'll probably be like different elements like yeah especially with like the sky islands yeah so if you notice like there's going to be a time reversal rune from i'm assuming the shake slate and with the time reversal rune you're able to uh i think that's what you use to go up to the sky using stuff that like fell but in the trailer, you also see one of those things coming back down. So it's yeah. not going to be like a one-way streak. Like, it's only going to be temporarily until it all comes down. So how long... So this is supposed to take pretty much right after Breath of the Wild, right? I believe so. Well, it might be like a few months because Zelda does have different hair. That's true, yeah. But it can't be too far out. But I was also... Not that Nintendo has ever been known for their graphics, but just looking from, you know, side by side from Breath of the Wild and this, it definitely looks like this is a significant improvement. Well, think about it, too. This was, so this was basically like Breath of the Wild was made for the Wii U. And then. Was it? it, I thought it was the first Switch release. No, it was released on the Wii U and the Switch. Oh, okay. So. That were limited by that hardware. Okay. Yeah. So I think what happened is they're like, oh, shit, we have a new console, console coming out. We have to hurry it up, so they sacrifice graphics. But now that the Switch has been out for a few years, they know what it's capable of. Yeah. So they could definitely improve on the graphics. And they're not limited by they can't like you know. There's some things that they couldn't do on the Wii U, kind of like what happened with Halo Infinite with the uh, Xbox One and then the Xbox Series S or X, where they couldn't you know go all out because they needed to optimize the game for an inferior piece of hardware. So, is what it is. Yeah. Um. And it's, like, interesting, too, because there was, like, rumors, like, oh, the Switch is dead, it's going to be the last year, but with the amount of games that they release in just this Nintendo Direct alone... Oh, yeah. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime I think I was soon. seeing a picture that the Wii U has sold, like, more units than I think the Wii ever did in its lifetime. Really? Yeah. Maybe, and that's maybe... weird, because, like, the Wii U is considered not successful. Or, the, I mean, the Switch is... is, is the oh, most... that makes sense. The Switch has obviously eclipsed the Wii U significantly, but I think the Switch has also eclipsed lifetime sales of the Wii. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me because it, it's also been here for longer. Yeah, at least 2017. So I think it came out either a year or a couple months before like the Xbox. Shit, it might have been the Xbox One. No, because that's 2014. So it was definitely out before the Xbox Series S. Uh, 
Yeah, but I think Nintendo finally got their groove where, like, they don't need a sit-down console. I think their strength has always been handheld because the DS and the Game Boy have always been the money makers for them. And now they basically have the best of both worlds where they can have a full-price console that can, you know, work on a TV but also can be taken on the go like the DS. Yes. And it's funny because, like, I I used to be solely handheld. Mm. But then ever since like we got the TV, I've just been using it on the TV. Well, that's the great thing about the Switch is that you can do both. Yeah. You're not restricted, which, you know, I think now a lot of games are trying to do that. Like Xbox is trying to like do like the mobile gaming with the Game Pass and They also, I feel like Xbox also has been extended out more towards PC. So like their yeah. exclusive games have been um, more to PC, yeah, which I to... think is, sorry, keep going no, no, not at all. They're trying to do a lot of like split screen and stuff. Or not split screen, but like mirror mirroring so like you can play it anywhere you don't need to be on your pc you can be somewhere else and play the game which is really powerful and i think cool which which like also kind of blows your mind is how powerful phones are that they're able to oh, withstand yeah. those things easily yeah it's like uh yeah so anything else about tears of the kingdom uh let's see now you're just trying to avoid everything <laughs> yeah about. so i will mention this one theory that i think is a very strong possibility of happening um, so there's a theory out there, and I think it was by, like, Zeltic. Mm. He mentioned it. Um, that Tears of the Kingdom is actually going to be a prelude. And, like, the, f- and, so, like, you, the site, the symbol of Tears of the Kingdom is a serpent eating its own tail. Mm. And that's supposed to represent infinity. Or, like, the, a never-ending cycle. Yeah. So Skyward Sword is supposedly the first Zink, uh, the first Zelda and Link. I said Zink. Zink. <laughs> um, the the first element Zink. The, yeah, the first element Zink. Um, it was supposed to be their first incarnation of um, the hero and the goddess reborn. Yeah. Um, and the beginning talks about like a great calamity that um, Hylia, Hylia used her power to shoot up. Um, the pieces of Hyrule to the sky. And that's how Skyloft was formed. But now they're saying that this might be the prelude, so this might be the great calamity that causes Hylia and, uh, you know, recreates the circle. Tying it together, finally. Yeah. That'd be cool. So I'm excited to see if that's true or not. But again, that is the last thing that I'm going to see. The last video that you watch about, you know. Because, like, the one thing that I hate that was spoiled for me, because I didn't realize this when, like, watching the trailers, but then when I listened to an analysis, they're like, oh, re-deads are back. I'm like, Mm. fuck! Are we gonna have to bleep that? Is that gonna be a spoiler for other people, too? Uh, no, because it's in the trailer. Okay, yeah. So... You just didn't catch it. Yeah, I didn't catch it, and I wish I didn't catch it, because, like, re-deads are, like, one of the most terrifying creatures Mm. in Zelda. They're, like, the ones with the skull. Yeah. Uh, or, like, with the mask, and they're, like, the basically zombies. Ocarina of... Or Oc- yeah, Ocarina of Time. No, well, I'm thinking Majora's Mask is the shit that scared me the most, because she was uh, terrifying. Yeah, no, but, like, Ocarina's Mask... Uh, Ocarina's Mask. Ocarina's Mask. That's their new game, Ocarina's Mask, <laughs> Ocarina's coming out mask. soon. Coming um, up this May. Ocarina of Time, Um, I think that was, like, their first introduction of the Redeads, and they were terrifying, because you were in the Shadow Temple, you hear the screaming, mm. and, like, literally, Link is frozen Shaking. out of fear shitting his pants mm, rightfully so <laughs> and you so you have that going and then you have um you know even in sky and not skyward sword um wind waker mm. which was the next iteration that they were in or at least the one the next one that i played that we're in yeah and they again they were terrifying in a game that's like supposedly like 
you know, very childish. Yeah, for kids. For kids. And they were still, like, terrifying as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I would have loved to have just, like, played the game not knowing that they were there. You're like, what? They're here? <laughs> yeah. But no, someone pointed it out. I'm like, fuck. Well, it is what it is, so. It's I'm probably going to forget about it. You probably <laughs> gonna... will in a couple months. So May 2023, it's coming out. So it looks like you got a lot of gaming ahead of you in the next. So you got to beat Harry Potter, and then you got to uh, beat Hogwarts Legacy, and then you got to beat, uh, you'll be busy. You'll be a busy woman. Yeah, who needs a grade papers and And now you're a real <laughs> teacher plan. compared to our last podcast where you were almost a teacher. Now you're an actual yeah. teacher. So anyway, that's for another podcast. We're in about time. So All right. anything else you want to talk about? Any other Zelda things that you want to mention or Harry Potter? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, the only thing that's going to be sad is after I play these, I'm going to be like, well, now what? Now you got to wait another five years for the next Zelda game to come out. Yep. And who knows if we'll get another Harry Potter game. I'm sure we'll have something now. You know, the success that we're getting for this. My theory is that because in the beginning of the game, they say, oh, the the Quidditch season is canceled because of an injury. But I have a feeling that Quidditch is probably going to be a DLC. Yeah. If if this game does very well, they're definitely going to make different iterations, whether it's after the events of, you know, the Harry Potter series, or they've kind of are limited in the timeline since this one's in the 1800s, but we're mm-hmm. definitely going to get more because this is game has been doing pretty well so far. Yeah, so I guess the last thing I'll say is fuck J.K. Rowling and her right. transphobic. There, there you go. That's all I'll say. So, and with that, thank you for joining me, Cammie. Thank you for having me. I'm not going to plug all our information. Onyx Ring Studio. I guess I will. Onyxringstudios.com. Yeah. <laughs> Go us. there. Join the Discord. Join the Discord. Watch the YouTube videos. Follow us on social media. That's all we got. So anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.